Welcome to the Ales and Tales podcast. Uh, we are back with another episode, getting back into the swing of things. This is kind of funny. So initially, uh, when I went out to pick up a couple of different beers for our episodes, uh, I picked this one up and I, I, I swear, I had a premonition. As I picked this up, I went, you know, one of the guys are going to bring a beer also, and it's going to be the same damn beer. I don't know why. I've never felt that before, but I felt it. And I got here, and as, as, as soon as uh, Andy and Ben show up, we're sitting here, and Andy goes, I brought some beer just in case. And I see the logo through the bag, and it was the same logo. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. It was awesome. But fortunately, same brand, different beer. So the cool thing is, it's turned into a two-beer episode. Two for... I know that that's just extremely unpleasant for all of us that we have to drink horrible beer. Horrible, horrible. Uh, but horrible. I mean, it was kind of cool, so it worked out well. Today, we are going to review Einstock's Icelandic White Ale, and then after that, we're going to review. It's a new Arctic release. Arctic Berry Ale, I Arctic believe. Berry, which sounds good. I'm excited about this. I I love um, Einstock's can. I love their logo. It is simple. I especially like the uh, the Icelandic White Ale can because it's just white with that light blue mm-hmm. and it's kind of metallic and what's funny is you know when the when the moisture starts building up as condensation on the can it makes it look really really like metal flake mm-hmm. oh it does i have a personal fondness for this because i i built a 63 chevy nova years and years ago with my dad and that's the color we painted it it's a beautiful mm. color so it's that's i every time it's i look like at that, that i'm like that kind of like Gray blue, metallic. It's almost sky blue, but it's got a little more depth to it, and the, the metallic just adds to it. Anyway, total sidetrack. So the Einstock beer, the this is, <laughs> I'm tripping all over myself here. The Einstock Icelandic White Ale, which also has a bunch of stuff in words that I have no idea how to pronounce. <laughs> unique, unique. I'm not even sure no. Einstock's right. I think it might be Einstuk. Yeah. Is it Stuk or Stoke? It's got the umla. Is it a umlaut over umlaut. Yeah. So handsome Viking old, guy old with a cool stu- can is what stu- I call it. Ulgard. Handsome Viking. Ulgard. Uh, it's ale brewed with coriander and orange peel. Uh, it says in the, the English. Uh, our quest was simple. We wanted to make the best white ale we ever tasted. I think it's a good quest. I like that quest. I like it too. You see, we got there with the complex flavors of the classic wit beer, which beer. I'm a fan of. Including, yeah, whatever. Including orange peel and coriander, <laughs> all brewed with pure Icelandic water and a touch of oats that deliver a cool smoothness that is uniquely flavorful and refreshingly drinkable. Uh huh. Yeah, they say on their their website, you know, it's one of their claims to fame is they use glacial water, so it's freshest, purest, cleanest water on the planet. Nice. So I, I wanted to pick this one today because, you know, obviously we we pick a lot of beers that are. That are kind of regional or the ones that we can get a hold of, and this one seasonal. I think, yeah, this one anybody should be able to find. Yeah. just about anywhere I would imagine. Extra points to anybody who can pronounce half the crap on this can because we've got Sir Framlander, Eckery Iceland. Why? Okay, so why somebody did you put pronunciation I, somebody, on Iceland? <laughs> somebody in Iceland is going to hear this and just absolutely Stupid roast me. Americans. Eckery. Oh. According to the Surgeon General... Okay, no, I already knew that. <laughs> <laughs> Metal recycles. According to the Surgeon General, you should drink this beer. So you want to talk about the, uh, the can at all, Andy? Anything to stand out to you guys? Anything that looks unique to you? Well, uh, I love how big my hand looks in this can. Ah, um, uh, yes. Let's talk about uh, that. Yes, the 11.2. 
Ah, the illustrious 11.2, the old great white whale, the one that never was, of course. <laughs> the 11.2 ounce can. I think, I can't tell if they're trying to get me or it's just what standard is. I don't know, Ishmael. I know that there's a lot of European beers such as Peroni. That, uh, that's an 11.2 mm-hmm. ounce can, 330 milliliters. I've seen a lot of uh, European beers that were 11.2, whether in bottles or cans. Mostly bottles, but... Can't handle the tall boys, that's why. Yes, That's why they're lost. <laughs> I don't think I <laughs> lost anything, but they, they're losing because I feel like they got me. I need, the, I need those 20 extra milliliters to so, feel whole. I had no idea that this was a thing until you guys pointed it out before <laughs> we started recording. And as I was holding it in my hand, I was like... It does look a little bit smaller. I hadn't thought about it. And that's funny because I then pulled up one of the cans from a different beer that we had, and it's noticeably different next to it. It's not a huge difference, but it's noticeable. It's stout. And it like makes me mad. Vikings. That's, that's 20 milliliters less enjoyment that I get out of each can. For real. Yeah, if you... Um, well, if, maybe you get 20 milliliters more worth of flavor. What it makes me feel like <laughs> is Andre the Giant and... For those of you listening at home, and that's okay, let me explain myself. MVP before. world record beer drinker holder. <laughs> exactly. Was Literally. it 160 or 16? It was a keg. I mean, yeah, it was like 165 beers in like six hours or something. So, like that. Um, it was a keg. So, behind he the. drank a keg by himself. <laughs> so, at a bar. beyond the quantity that Andre the Giant drank, there's a, I'm sure this is a meme somewhere, but there's definitely an image of him drinking a Molson Canadian uh, can. Of beer, I'm going to show the room here, but just Google Andre the Giant beer. This is how I feel. I'm showing Ben and Mike now. <laughs> That's ridiculous. His That's thumb awesome. is like the size of the lid, which is a, a gross exaggeration of what I'm holding, but still... That's where my head goes. I feel like That's funny. the giant. Uh, it looks like he's holding a can of V8 juice. Yes, <laughs> pretty much. Like that little itty bitty little can, of V8. can of V8. That, yeah. yeah, that is hilarious. Yeah, yeah well, I don't think this this can is doing quite that for the size of my hand, but I've been known to exaggerate a time or two. <laughs> <laughs> so I did find something interesting on the can. In addition, you notice they've actually got the uh, yeah longitude latitude. That, yeah, so you can actually see where they're located. On the can, that's pretty cool. Be weird if we Googled that and it's actually where we're sitting right now. Mm. What a C A T. Yes, what have really I really spells dog? <laughs> what have I been thinking about? All right, let's pop these babies. Thanks. Oh, we got three of them. Yeah, thanks yeah. for whoever brought three. Making up for those ounces. Big on the double episode. I figured small can. Might as well make up for it. We each get our own this time. I like it. So we try to respond, you know, practice responsible drinking uh, right, for our episodes. I try to so spill we, none we, of it. We that's do limited amounts we drink. Mm, it smells like an old bar. Oh no, it smells it's, like straight up beer. You smell the orange right off the bat. Nice. It's, it's a slightly cloudy yellow. That would be the oats. That'd be the piss. <laughs> that would be the piss. Sir. It, it does kind of look like a dehydrated day. Strong head on it, and it stays. Mm-hmm. Very, very fine bubbles. Rising up quick. And it's staying at about a good, was that, a half an inch, maybe? Here's it. It's a little bit less. And it's just staying there. Hmm. Smells good. Smells very light. Doesn't smell heavy at all. Does it smell different out of the can than out of the glass for you? Hmm. Uh, that's a good question. Let me see. No. Actually, it doesn't know. smell anything. Yeah, out I really don't get much out of the can. I get a little bit of that metal from the tin, but... I get more fruit for whatever reason. It uh, smells and tastes to me like a classic beet beer. I mean, it's, I get you, a you get the orange, you get the coriander, it's yeah. smooth, it's it's straightforward, it's got the that, that you know, typical yeast strain you get with wine. As, for me, that's one thing that's interesting for me to say. We're going to make the best wit beer, beet beer, however you want to pronounce it, wheat beer, 
that's what I have such a hard time with this category. So many of them just taste the same to me. Like I, maybe I've never sat down and had them side by side, so I've never really been able to pick out the real nuances. But a lot of the ones, I mean, that brew the orange coriander, they taste the same to me, except for maybe Blue Moon, which I'm pretty sure puts in an adjunct of some sort. I'm not really sure about you guys, but I could taste the glacier water. Yeah. Yeah. I taste the uh, pickled herring. Yes. I love the no. taste of glacier water in the evening. <laughs> Tastes like drunkenness. It's good. It's very mild. Mm-hmm. It's another nice. one of those beers that reminds me of the early days of craft beer, which is nice. So when mm. I first said smells like a dirty bar, it reminds me of one of the first you know brew pubs I went into. <laughs> you know, they're brewing a lot of beers like this, and they're good, and it's exciting, and it's exciting to sip on something good for... One of the first times, you know? Um, yeah, so that's there wow. for me. It's very nostalgic. That's good. I enjoy the smell. I enjoy the taste. Um, I, it's one of those old, uh, forgotten, um, good old uh, good old sippers, you know? I wouldn't be the first thing that I'd reach for as far as the style of beer because it's been so long. Mm. But it's nice. It's very they, light and creamy. Yeah, and they do a good job with, you know, they have that typical... Wheat beer, yeast strain profile, but it doesn't linger and stick on the tongue like some of them do. That is something I'm noticing. It it tends to, it's there and it, it goes away quickly and keeps the mouth refreshed and doesn't build up and get thick. Because uh-huh. I noticed that with some wheat beers, they tend to kind of stick after a little you while. You get the layers on the tongue. So at least now, so granted, far, we just started. Right. I'm not getting that. We'll I, find um, out here in a minute. I'm a fan of coriander, and I mean, it's like barely barely any coriander in there but i can i can i can oh, kind of get it i definitely get a little bit of the orange, mm-hmm. a bit of the orange i get a lot color. of the orange it's it's not overpowering it's, no everything is taking a back seat to the the, the wit beer wet mm-hmm. beer flavor it's mm-hmm. still that and you get everything else it kind of is kind of following in behind you get the truck coming through and then behind it it's towing just the hints of everything else like a like a banner behind it it's funny, you know, we have uh, been talking with my wife about vacations, next big vacation. One of, her, one of the ones that's big on her hit list is Iceland. Mm. I've never really given it much thought. You know, I've never, she always comes to the most interesting places to vacation. I'm like, I never would have thought about that. And then so we go to some of these places, I'm like, that was an awesome vacation. You know, I think vacation, I think sun and sand. <clears throat> you know, I want to go and drink and, you know, rum cocktails and read a book for eight hours a day. Mm. Uh, but it's good to sometimes go and explore the culture and everything else and, Iceland's supposed to be a beautiful country. Um, you know, it's, it's really green. Shh, don't tell anybody. And uh, I think it'd be kind of fun now that I'm thinking about it. Like, hey, I could get, we could go and I could stop by the brewery and have one of these on the porch on a sunny summer day. That probably, sounds yeah, kind of nice. Probably looking over waterfalls and everything else. With oh, everything yeah. There. Yeah, I, I agree. So I talked to a guy years ago. He and his wife, every single year, go and spend Christmas in Iceland. Huh. Really? They love it. They have, they they'll rent and actually uh, so another uh, a really good friend of mine I grew up with Josh, he and his wife went and rented a, a camper van and you just drive around from place to you sleep in the, the camper van you just drive around and there's waterfalls everywhere oh, and all yeah. this different stuff no it's like no trees I don't understand how anything is built there because there's literally I don't you never see pictures of trees it's just they cut them all down to build everything. I, I guess so. It's yeah. like that's it's an why, island. That's why there's no more building on Iceland. Is they've 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 reached capacity. They've run out of trees. But I mean, it's you know like moss covered rocks and fields, and then suddenly it's just this huge cliff, and it's all green and yeah. rocky and beautiful, and waterfalls, and that's it. But it, it looks gorgeous. I could drink this beer all day long sitting out there. Like this is like it feels like it would be cool and chilly, 
this beer would go perfect with that. I'm going to get through one full one before I make that statement. Oh, and I did have a thought that just kind of crossed my mind. You were talking about the longitude and latitude. I think part of the reason that is, is they, they kind of say this on the website one or two times of they are located 60 miles below the Arctic Circle. So they're, you know, pretty far up north. That's pretty close. Um, yeah. Uh, so it's not just Iceland, it's which is another reason you don't see a whole lot of trees because that's what the Arctic Circle is when the, the tree line cuts off, pretty much, or that's an effect of the Arctic Circle. Um, it's definitely a good way to limit the amount of population. Just don't have anything to build with. You're pretty much going to stick with what you got. Well, if Sounds the women wonderful. look like this, then yes. That's very true. If they look like a Oof. big bearded mustache. Yes. Like I'm, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I bet that this, um, Ben, to your point about vacationing there, I bet this is outstanding. Standing there. Oh, man. If you go to, tap fresh, mm-hmm. I'm sure. If you go to, I mean. Because this was canned about four months ago. Yeah, people are doing a hell of a job importing, but like, uh, you know, having a Heineken in Amsterdam or Peroni in Italy, I mean, it's it's yeah. nothing like what you have here in the but States. But light in America. Oh, wait, never mind. So, you know, some people at parties, they do the, like the ice luge or whatever else. For, yeah. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. If ever there was a beer that would be perfect for an ice luge, it's an Icelandic glacial ice water brewed beer. That's the one that you would want to do that with. Hard to argue in against. In Iceland. That would be perfect. Hard to argue against. You might could get more hits on this podcast had we thought about that before we sipped. <laughs> <laughs> Both the three, giant ass ice luge. Yeah, three dudes drink uh, Einstock White Owl through an ice luge. Why didn't I think of that? See, that's a, that's a sure YouTube that video just, yeah. right there. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Rogan's going to be doing that next week. Thanks for stealing our idea, Joe. <laughs> gotta, gotta chug it. I will say in the regards to... Uh, Christmas time, I wonder what it's like up there. I mean, this guy in the can looks like some mix between Santa Claus and Krampus. So I don't know if they're extra festive. Also, or... it looks like a Viking. Yes. Well, well, that's, I believe, what he's... Stereotypical. He has horns. Yeah, Hollywoodized Viking. That's, that's another question. Like, they, they're like they from Iceland. They put horns on them. Like, isn't it been proven they didn't really have horns in their helmets? That's all just Hollywood. If I wore a helmet, I'd have horns on it. I agree. I Fair agree. enough. I'd be a lot cooler if you did. That's right. I don't just want a pointy helmet. I want a helmet that looks like it's going to gore you. If I'm going to better yet, I want a helmet that can actually gore you in case I need to. Even better, I want a helmet that'll gore you that's on somebody else, so I don't have to do it. Ooh, triple threat. I can sit back and drink my beer. Armchair general. Boy, that's a bad sideways. We went sideways there. Um, that was a tale, that's for sure. <clears throat> I. I, I, I was wondering, being that it is an Icelandic ale, are they stereotyping themselves by putting a, a mm-hmm. Viking on their own beer? Which, you know, that's okay. Whatever. Would it's you buy it if they didn't? That's the question. Yes. Well, would you purchase it for the first time if, you know... That's if it can look like shit. I did purchase it for the first time that's without knowing that. Draft? Uh, yes. I was mm-hmm. at a place here in Nashville called Five Points Pizza, which, by the way, has outstanding pizza. Um, but if you come here, don't ever go there because it's already hard to get in line to get the pizza because it's already too packed. So never mind. I said any of that <laughs> anyway. Uh, but yeah, they had it on draft and I was like, oh, Icelandic white ale. That sounds interesting. So mm-hmm. I tried it and it was absolutely phenomenal on yeah. draft. So, I think the first Einstein I had was the, uh, toast, the, is it toasted porter? Mm-hmm. Mm, that porter is mm-hmm. good, man. I, I liked it. What's the deal? I mean, like it popped up a few years ago. I, I Mike, I had a similar experience. Uh, I was at Shohan in Nashville. It's an Indian uh, restaurant, and uh, I had it there. Same reason, you know. I was like, "Wow, this is outstanding." Um, 
Where's it? Is somebody bigger importing this or something that we don't know about? It's yeah. imported through Los Angeles. Yeah, but that could be uh, anybody these days, just through a port. I mean, it is I, interesting. This came out of nowhere. Yeah. It's everywhere now. Yeah, like Blue Moon, for example, is owned by Molson Coors. That's why it's as popular. I mean, it's it is. imported by On Stock Beer Company LP. Hmm. Right on to them, man. Maybe they just decided we got yeah, something good. They, just, they mean, have the best, according to them, they wanted to make the best possible yeah, whipper out there, so they realized they did, I guess, in their eyes. So they I said, think Let's, they're the largest brewery in Iceland. Not probably that, the only that seems like to be right. Nah, I doubt that. It's not um, like Iceland is a huge place. But they, they probably just took off, and they probably took <laughs> off through Europe and gained notoriety and were able to produce a consistently solid product that was able to be shipped. Um, it's just, you know, they had that kind of perfect storm of, of good beer, stable beer, uh, and, and gained a following enough to get the money to, to expand the world. So you go to their website, and they'll put a list of countries they're in. So they're proud of the fact that they've gotten out of Iceland. I mean... I can, you know, I, they they rightfully did. It's yeah, kind of like coming, from a, it's kinda like coming it's from a small town and making it big, you know. Yeah. All right. So when you drink this beer, when you sit back and you sip this beer, what's the first place or time of year you you figure that this would hit you? Like when would you see yourself drinking this normally if it wasn't for review sake? Mm. That's a good question. Um, I mean, so wheat beers for me. So my mom's not a beer drinker. The one thing she does like is a good Vit beer, uh, Vit beer from, you know, when she, her, her time in, in Europe. Um, and so the first, I think the first beer I ever had with my mom, I was like 14 years old in either Germany or Amsterdam. And I'm pretty sure it was pretty, something pretty similar to this. So it just kind of makes me think of summertime because that's when it was. Um, so, you know, this is definitely a sitting outside on the porch. Warm weather, I think definitely more warm weather than the cold, which is funny because you think Iceland, you think cold, but I think they are pretty seasonal there. It's surprising for as far north as they are. I doubt it ever gets really that well, hot. Summer maybe a month. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm just kind of bullshit right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, definitely a, a warmer weather beer to me. I could drink this cold weather, it's, you know, but again, cold weather, I'm going to go dark, heavy. Yeah. It's refreshing. But because it has that creamy texture to it, unlike like the, like a lager that we recently did, lagers, it's just crisp. Yeah. This is, it's not crisp, but it's not not crisp. Like it, it's, it's got a clean linear flavor to it. So it's a thin feel on the, on the tongue. It's not a heavy weighty beer, mm-hmm. but the creaminess takes it out of summer for me. Hmm. It's the only like this is a, a little spring, bit too big of a mouthfeel. This is a spring fall beer for me. When it when mm. when you can feel it just being cool enough and you get a breeze, that's this like this is not like I would mow the this is not the I mow the lawn I, and then drink this beer beer. I could see as this warms up, it would get excuse me, kind of a thicker mouthfeel and be a little bit harder to drink. Mm. I can yeah. So I mean, not as belchy as a lager, but there is some belch to it. That might be the uh, earlier lager uh-huh. coming back on. He knows. I, I uh, to, to remain consistent, I kind of I kind of um, touched on this earlier. I'm from the Northeast, and this reminds me of beers I had uh, when craft beer was really getting up and running. So for me, this beer is it's December and it's snowing, yeah. and I'm downstairs right. at a brew pub. But it's more of a memory for me specifically. Uh, I can't promise that's what everyone's going to experience, but yeah, this that's to remain consistent. With my answer, and it's still my answer. That's that's how this feels to me. I'd like this. Cold winter Thursday night 
you know, maybe you walk out of a bar and there's two feet of snow on the ground. I can see that. I'd agree. It definitely leans toward the cold. I find it very interesting. Now that y'all are saying that, I'm definitely kind of, you know, kind of swing that. Okay, yeah, I could see that, you know, a little bit cooler, <clears throat> you know, transitional time. But I find it very interesting that both of us, uh, Andy and I, kind of associated this beer, at least this style of beer, with a memory mm-hmm. of, you know, when we first had something kind of like it. You know, me specifically with this, but then you just of going back to that when craft beer was first getting going and you first started drinking and just, you know, interesting how certain styles will, will kind of do that to you and just, you know, take you to a very specific place. Mm-hmm. Well, you know? the most strong memories that people have oftentimes are olfactory memories. Yeah. Well, I mean, your olfactory so, senses lead directly into your brain. There you go. So this is, you're going to smell the beer. You're going to smell the bar. Like you said, it mm-hmm. smells like a bar. That makes perfect sense. And and the, you know, the, the yeast scent that comes off of wheat beers is definitely unique. And so it's definitely an easy to place, like almost mm-hmm. like kind of a Belgian yeast. You know, when you smell it, you can say, oh, I know exactly what that is. You know what's coming before yeah. you actually hit your know, tongue. There's all sorts of hops and malts and yeast strains and everything else using beers. A lot of times we can't quite place it. A wheat beer is kind of one of those where you can tell it was brewed with, mm-hmm. you know, the wheat. And like you can smell that characteristic off that beer. And so it kind of takes you very specifically to somewhere. I can see that. I'm, I'm going to step out there and possibly make people... Mad. I don't know. Damn it, Mike. This is like a blue moon for adults. Like if you've had a blue moon and you get that wit beer blue moon, you know, and it's like, oh yeah, the orange and the blood. Okay. It's got a lot of that in a blue moon. You get a lot of the orange and a lot of the, this is when you, your palate refines and you don't need so much of the flavor (laughs) to mask the beer. This is the beer. I kind of feel that way about any wheat beer. Like any wheat beer I've ever had that wasn't shock top was like, this is what blue, this is, you know, a blue moon for adults. Because as I said a minute ago, I kind of feel like blue moon's got an adjunct in there because they get that super fruity orange characteristic. And you get the slice of, or people, it's like almost inevitable that you, if you order one, you're going to get a slice of orange on the rim or whatever. Like, no, just it's, if it's a good beer, just let it be a good beer. And it's not that Blue Moon is not a good beer. Number it's an okay beer. It's the number one craft beer in America. That's crazy. And I, again, it's not a bad beer. I can get it. Like I, the, the fruit's not for me, but I'm not against fruit in a beer because I'm all for experimentation, changing. You know, okay. You like whiskey? Have you ever had a cocktail you enjoyed? So aha! Uh-huh. So I was about to go there. So so bear with me. Uh-huh. I started off when I when I really got into whiskeys, bourbons. Uh, we went to a bar uh, that uh, was a mixology bar. And this mixology bar, it was, you know, they did their own bitters and this and that and the other. And they hand-shaved their ice cubes in, in, into spheres. And it was all kinds of cool stuff like that. And I was amazed at what you could do. With, with Seagram's. A, right, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. But with a whiskey. I was like, wow, this is really cool. And so, so... So Stacy and I, we went out and we started buying all the different mixing agents and trying to, we would make our own mixed drinks and we're like, yeah, this is great. And then after a while, we realized that all we were doing was we'd refined it down to our favorite bourbons and we'd pour it in a glass and then into our mouth. That's it. Again, you refined it down. I still have no problem with a good cocktail, but I, I've, I've refined it, I've reduced it down to the adult form. I've reduced it to that simplest form which is just the drink and this is that for me this would be the whiskey out of the cocktail which is the blue moon folks what mike mccurio just said is he eats chicken breast without salt or oil 
Raw. Raw. <laughs> the simplest ingredients. Just just good farm raised chicken raw. If you said steak, it would have made perfect sense. Because yes. That's I don't need anything on it. <laughs> Cut its horns off, walk it through a warm room. Oh, I'm happy. I'll too, too rare. I like it rare. It's too rare. <laughs> so let's let's rate this one and then we're gonna take a quick break to uh rinse out and we're gonna bring out the, the berry one just to, right. to do a comparison. Uh this is hard for me to rate because, again, like as I said, like a lot of wheat beers just taste the same to me. And this is, I think this is is as good as any other wheat beer I've had. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's better. I would have to, I would have to sit down and have a side by side sample to really distinguish the characteristics and nuances. You know, I don't drink wheat beers that often, so it's hard for me to say. Well, this is really good at this and really bad at this. I'm not really sure, to be honest. I mean, it's, it's a solid beer. I would drink that again with ease. I could drink several, several of these in a sitting. Um, it goes down smooth. It's got lots of drinkability. It's got good flavor. Nothing's overpowering. It, it's very well balanced. Uh, it doesn't have any off flavors. And so it's just a, it's a good wheat beer for me. So, yeah. I mean, I'll drink it again. I don't disagree with anything. I can't anything. really give it a grading, per se, but... Yeah, I don't disagree with anything Ben said. Um, I, I, I echo that 100%. Again, I'm not, uh, to Ben's point, not a huge wheat beer or whip beer. What the hell? Correct me. Depends on where you're from. I mean, it's... I'm here. It's a it's a wheat <clears throat> beer, but so, you know, so you got wheat beer and you got Hefeweizen. The typical okay. difference is, A, where it's brewed. One style is more akin to one region. Another one, I say another region, and it's like one country over in Europe, which is like from here to fucking Knoxville. Uh, so, you know, yeah. it's... Is not that big of a difference, but typically, like Hefeweizens are brewed with lemon and wheat beers are brewed with orange and coriander. Okay, whatever this is, I don't drink much of it, but it has a very nostalgic uh, home somewhere in me that I enjoy it. Home, yeah. Home so nine, me. I would say, I would say nine out of ten. Uh, Damn, dude. Only because, like, wheat beer, wheat beer. Wheat beer. He's saying there wheat beer. Yeah, I think it's a computer. It's a computer-generated wheat beer. Yeah, type in quesadilla <laughs> okay. to see what happens. Here's the thing. Chris Holdilla. Go, go to that part of the world, go to Germany, and W does not exist in the alphabet. It's, it's a V. v. It is v- yeah, so look at the W like a V. Wheat beer. You know, like, they don't have BMWs in Germany. They have... Wheat beers. Would you stop that? <laughs> Wheat beers, wheat <laughs> beers, wheat beers. Not, that's not true, by the way. So the V is often pronounced as a W. When I was in Germany. But this is a W, so I don't know what to say about it. When I was in Germany, the Germans that I spoke to that were native-born did not say BMW. That's I just, all I, just I know. Like the, I like the fact that he said native-born. Native-born. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't, uh, uh, not to be critical and interrupt your story, I wasn't exactly done with what I was... Excuse me. Go ahead. Um, My apologies. But to so what, as I was saying... <laughs> so when I say 9 out of 10, uh, Ben, what you said stru- uh, struck me, and I was like, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I can't think of a better uh, like beer than this, um, and I enjoy it, and it makes me think of a, of a younger time, of when I first had a beer like this, and I enjoy it. So, I, I mean, I, if I'm putting a number to it, 9 out of 10, can't think of a better one, can't give it a 10. So it's cool. solid. Right on. I dig it. I give it one giant-ass glacier that connects <laughs> Iceland to America that gets us this beer. I think it's fantastic. 
I like it. It's, Our again, rating system has gotten really abstract. <laughs> I think people know that it's a good beer. It's a cool package. It's a good story. Of course, that's what they want to know, right? That's yeah. That is buy it. We are giving you people what you want. We're supposed to suffer through the bad ones so they don't have to. To give them all the great ones that they can enjoy. we got to find some bad ones. No, I'm okay with this. We've been doing pretty good. We've been oh, on the kick. The you just freaking jinxed us, man. The bad ones are the funny ones. Okay, we're Those about are the to, good episodes. All right, we're about to pause, and we've just been talking about how good this one is. We're about to bring out their second one. Let's hope you didn't jinx it. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back. We're going to try this, this berry version of it. It won't take a second for you. It'll take a few minutes for us. We'll be back. Okay, we're back. Uh, so we hit the time machine, stopped, washed out our glasses, rinsed out our palettes, and uh, we are now going to go for round two of these little itty bitty cans, which the more I see it, the more it stands out. That's pretty funny. Uh, so this is the Einstock Icelandic Arctic Berry Ale, which by the way, Ben, is blued, blued, is <laughs> white ale brewed with bilberries. What the fuck is a bilberry? I have no idea. Is that where Bilbo Baggins grew his, uh, his <laughs> berries? Shi- blueberries from the Shire? <laughs> it's almost like uh, maybe... Uh, I'm looking this up. Heir of the Throne of Billboards. Billboards? Yeah. The have you read the Billboards? Ba- what? The, the person who named Billboards also named Bill Berries. Billboards. <laughs> he has a whole community. So, <laughs> Billberries, or occasionally European blueberries, are primarily Eurasian species of low-growing shrubs in the genus Vaccinium, bearing edible dark blue berries. I suppose I'd be concerned if they used avocados in Iceland. <laughs> well, there you go. So, the tallest thing they've got growing is little shrubs in Iceland. Yeah. So, it's blueberries in Iceland. Why do they have to name it differently? It's just... It's blueberries. Good source of vitamin C, phenolytic acids, and our especially good source of anthocyanins. Bill berries. Are. So in Iceland, by the way, the Samardagurin Fiersti, <laughs> <laughs> the first day of summer, designates the arrival of warmer temperatures and abundant sunshine. At Einstock, we're celebrating summer with this limited edition Arctic Berry Ale, a refreshing wit beer flavored, or wit beer, flavored with tasty bilberries, hand-picked near the Arctic Circle. That's the perfect ale for your summer adventures, which is kind of funny to think about summer adventures near ha. the Arctic Circle. Who says summertime for the last beer? This guy. Eh, it will disappear in the... What? What? It's the perfect ale for your summer adventures, but enjoy it while you can. It will disappear with the midnight sun. Okay, they're getting all weird. They're getting all... uh. Well, you're up near the Arctic Circle, so you have periods of time where yep. the sun doesn't I get set. It. I get it. Follow along now, Mike. Come on. Chop, I chop. am. Okay. So first off, we got to talk about the can because the can is can entertaining. Is rocking. So it's the same can as the last can, the same uh, image, except this time they added color to the Vikings beard. So we got the blonde beard, so the flowing blonde hair, and he's got some kicking shades on. <laughs> it's the summer version. There you go. And I kind of wonder what summer in Iceland is like. It's probably like 65 degrees. Right. You know, it's like I say summer and they say summer and it's two very different things. Yeah. Practice, summer. bad boy. Let's, yeah, we're just going to dive right in. Oh, it's a beautiful sound. I love it every single time. Can is not matte, by the way. I believe everything else they have is between their porter and their... Wait, uh, as far as just the matte, metallic is, background. Oh, the matte. finish. Correct. Yeah. I see what you're saying. You're yes. right. It is actually yeah. bright, shiny. Wow. You smell the berries. 
instantly. Whoa, yeah. I'm not even, my nose isn't anywhere near it. I mean, it smells more like... Snozberries? Blueberry <laughs> extract. Like, kind of when you smell blueberry muffin. It smells like blueberry muffin. It smells like feet and blueberry muffins. There's a funk to it. It smells like something I haven't smelled before, to be honest with you. I don't know if I get the funk. Okay, well, let me smell yours, because maybe I got one funky can. Nope, that's... Wait, wait, let me smell yours. I'd rather you not. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, let me, let, me, let me smell yours, Mike. I think that's just the the wheat, the the yeast, the... Again, good there's, head retention. There's I mean, a little funk to it, man. I'm, I'm hanging solid at a, at a half-inch half pour. Yeah. Do you expect there to not be funk in this style beer? I have not experienced funk. When I mentioned earlier about smelling uh, of an old bar, like mm-hmm. that's the funk that I smell when I smell a, a wheat beer. So may, maybe we're just uh, yeah. smelling what we smell but describing it differently. So that's why I was like, what do you expect? I expect a little funk. Not but, sour funk, but distinguished funk. It's interesting. It's distinguished. Very, it's very funk. light on the blueberry. It comes in, in the back. It kind of reminds me. I mean, it does remind me of like wild blueberries, the Bill, smaller Bill, ones that... Bill is not happy about that. That don't have that like pop of flavor, but it's more on the back of the tongue that it creeps in. Kind of like when you get like a, a blueberry compote or something. Have you it really like blueberries. I was say, so while I'm smelling this, apparently you've already tasted it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm still just stuck on the smell. <laughs> He's dying. This smells horrible. I'm still smelling it. You dove deep into. Okay, come on, man. All right. What? 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 What guy at some point in their life has not had one of their friends go? Oh God! Here, smell, smell this. Okay. Yes. I wonder what the psychological connection to that is. Like, why do we do that? It's like watching a train wreck. You can't turn your eyes away well, from it. You can't put your nose away from it. You're just like, like, oh, mis- I want to yeah, know. Misery loves company. So if we experience it, we want somebody else to experience it to compare our shared experience. It doesn't smell bad. It just, initially, it hit me. Maybe it was Bill's Berries. I don't know. Yeah, Bill's Berries. From Monday. <laughs> Man, that's interesting because it's very light on the back. Like, I don't get as much of the classic... Wheat beer taste as I do in the other one. Obviously, it's, you know, hmm, the yeah. orange isn't there, which is generally, I, I guess my mind has built that association because generally anytime you have a wheat beer, it's got, you know, a, a, an orange or lemon or possibly a banana flavor to it. And so this is now blueberry. So it's a new asso- association my brain's creating. And it's I like it. I think I like the other one better. But I kind of dig that just like it's, it's not overpowering. Like you see... Like a blueberry beer, like Sweetwater's uh, blueberry. And like you just get this overwhelming sweetness on the front. And it's just like, oh, that tastes like manufactured sugar. Okay. How do you picture the facility? This seems more natural. Where they're brewing this. And then I'll answer. Mm. How do you picture the facility? What does it look like when you... I think it looks like any other brewery would. Okay, I've never been to Iceland. I've never either, but Iceland's very green and lush and... What's every other brewery look like? Uh, a building with four walls at least and some big old pots to brew in. I don't know. Mm. I guess I'm not creative. I'm not. This is up. an interesting question, man. Mm-hmm. I would say the first thing I think of is it's not going to be big. Okay, let me let me let me um, add something there. It's not necessarily just the brewery. I'm assuming that they have a tap house. Yes, they do. Okay, so. But let me just answer, and then you can comment, rather than me leading you down a rabbit hole of, uh, of no answers. It tastes like they're just keeping it traditional. Uh, back mm-hmm. to uh, the first beer we had at the beginning of the podcast, it tastes like um, you know some of the first craft beers that I ever consumed uh, that sparked, obviously, a big movement across the world. This, they're not, 
Ben, you mentioned Sweetwater Blue. I imagine maybe things in America, people are exploring things at a more drastic rate because mm. they need to keep up with the Joneses. Yeah, and be in, everybody's just and be interesting. In their beer. This reminds me of. It, wouldn't it be nice if we just made good beer again? Yeah. You know, <laughs> before like yeah. all the complications and you know, there's a lot of great things that have happened through experimentations, a lot of many different styles that have been created, but my comment on this particular beer, this summer Einstock, is that I've not ne- I have never tasted anything like it. Um, it's hmm. still a wheat beer. I, I obviously there's a berry smell to it, a berry taste to it, but it's distinguished beyond blueberry to me uh i have absolutely i couldn't pepsi challenge this beer to anything else and i think it's good and what i respect about it is that it just seems like they're being true to the roots Mm. so that's why i say what do you what do you think the tap house looks like what do you think the brewery looks like because it seems like they're beer first looking uh online at the pictures that are there it looks to be very small very like you would imagine (laughs) a uh, you know, I don't even know how to describe the words I'm looking for. A, a very, I'm, I'm, the words that are coming to mind are not correct. I'm thinking, you know, poor or like secondary or so just kind of like. homey and homey. comfortable. A homey, like an up and coming brewery that just kind of got started in a country that has a small population. Local. Local. Yes, it looks like a very local brewery. I mean, lots of wood. Um, yeah, it just looks, it looks down to earth. Andy, you're a deep thinker. Or drinker, or both. I don't know. Either way, I would agree with that. I think that's that's very well put. I think, you know, in an age where we literally have people putting everything shy of burnt car tires in their beer. Um, <laughs> no, that's uh, that's called Britannomyces. <laughs> I think I think this is if you're going to an ex- if you're going to experiment with craft beer in its early stages, this would be it. Yeah. What else would you expect from a summer? beer from Einstock. I mean, if they just whipped out a shandy, you're like, what? whoa, mm-hmm. um, who's in charge? <laughs> right. This is really sticking true to, I don't know their mission statement. I'm sure it's somewhere. It seems like it's sticking true to their mission statement. I like mm. it. it. It definitely, again, it, it goes back to my statement about the, the whole blue moon thing. Mm-hmm. This is... <laughs> Could you do that voice wow. again? <laughs> I got the air bubble trapped in my... I got the air bubble trapped in my throat. Um... <laughs> This is a simple, fruity beer. Like, this is not a complicated, it's overpowering, like, it's all about the fruit. We've got to throw flavor at them. It's just, hey, we've got a great beer. Let's throw a few of these berries in and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Bill mm-hmm. Berries. Bill Berries. Poor Bill. Yeah. Poor Bill. I wouldn't say so. <laughs> well, made a good beer. I will say that nobody said this yet, and I don't know. I'm only throwing this out there if anyone agrees or not. I couldn't see myself uh, drinking all six. Nah, no, I would agree. This is sweeter. It's a little I will f- say this has the sugar, added Sli- sugar. Slightly flavor. only negative complaint. So it sounds like <clears throat> blueberry compote. Yeah, okay. I was just going to say slightly fatiguing. You know, one or two, and I'm ready to move on yeah, to a different yeah, flavor, yeah. flavor profile. There's a bit more to it. Than the just the just the standard white ale. Yeah, they said they use some Bavarian hops, some oats, some Pilsner malt. Yes, I mean they, they add a little bit to it. Okay, I like it. I wouldn't. I can't say. I don't know. Do you get blueberries? I know it's bilberries, and it's supposed to be blueberries in Iceland, but I don't really get a specific fruit from it. 
It's just slightly fruity. No, I think of the berries that you see in the woods. You go, can I eat that? Mm. No, they, 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 they definitely remind me of wild. Well, I die. They definitely I... remind me of wild blueberries, which I think do have a different taste than normal blueberries. Maybe it's the funk. No. Okay. Um, like I've been making <laughs> smoothies every that. morning recently with frozen wild blueberries, and they, they kind of remind me of that. It's a little more. You're getting fancy uh, over kind, these kind wild blueberries. More, more antioxidants, and it's what they had at Kroger <laughs> when the whole frozen food section was cleared out due to all this craziness. <laughs> yeah. Hey, get what you take. Take what you get. You get what you take. Uh, get what you, you get. What you what, take. That's, that's what the looters are doing. Pretty damn accurate, They're actually. What they Did take. you say you take what you get? Uh, at first I said you get what you take, and then I changed it. You take what you get, and then I said, you know what? You do get what you take. Like, you if you take something, you get it. <laughs> it might not be right, but you get it. I have no idea where we are right now. Oh, oh man, what's going on? Um, We're like five it, beers in. That's but, where we are. But it has that flavor to me, so it's not blueberry as we normally would think of blueberry because it's, it's the, the, blueberry. the wild. It's not blueberry. It's a type you're, of blueberry. You're going to upset Bill. Bill is going to be. You're blueberry. Gonna, this is the second subscriber you've lost by insulting somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dolls Bills of the world of the Billberries or. Or Bilbo's with your berries in your backyard with your... Bilberries. Okay. <laughs> right, I keep cracking myself up thinking about Bilbo Baggins berries. I don't know. It's just funny. You like think of like for some I reason... it's a perfect way to think of it. Think of it like little tiny itsy bitsy cute, uh, Yeah, you think of a, blueberries. I can't help but visualize a commercial where it starts off with like a Lord of the Rings and Bilbo walks out into his garden. He's like, oh, these are my Bilberries. <laughs> he's he's oh, ruined beer. On that... Go to YouTube, look up Einstock, like Out of the Dark, I think is what it was called. And it was one of their, I think it was the commercial for their porter. It's fucking awesome. It's great. Like, I can't even, it's unlike. Einstock Out of the Dark. It's unlike any beer commercial I feel feel like I would ever see in America. Which I'm not saying wouldn't make sense considering, you know, it's from Iceland, but it makes sense. All right, so let's rate it. What do you got? Uh... Again, like maybe it's because it's been so long since we've done this, and I'm out of the rating mindset of when I do these with beers, and I'm only halfway through mine. I'm definitely drinking it a lot slower. Yeah, you are. Than the other one. I enjoy it. It's not my go-to. Again, I'm not a big uh, sweet guy when it comes to classic styles of beer. Like you know, I, I can appreciate a good fruited sour. You know, a good kettle sour fruit in it. I don't mind. But when it comes to, to wheat beer, like I don't take an orange in my. My traditional wheat beers or anything like that, you know, it's, right. it's just not me. I don't. Yeah, once in a blue moon, I mean. Ah, 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 ah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh man, that completely derailed me. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna give this. Uh, I give it a B minus. It's not horrible. It's drinkable. I just wouldn't have more than two. I don't know if I would have more than one, to be perfectly honest. Okay. Um, the the classic wheat beer was a lot better to me. Okay. Um, I enjoy it. I think I've commented densely on it. I'm not gonna gonna compare the two because I think they're both good. I think that uh, if this was a different day in a separate review, maybe it would be higher. Yes, of course, that original line stock uh, that we reviewed earlier in the hour was delicious. I gave it a nine out of ten. This is uh, this surprised me. I was expecting to be disappointed seeing how exotic the can looked and not knowing what bilberries tasted like. <laughs> um, but I, it, it won me over. I'm just going to keep it flat. Uh, I don't, I don't, I'm going to keep it flat at the same score as I gave prior. Uh, it's a good beer. I think there's a lot of people that are overdoing it. Um, I have yet to have a bad Einstock beer. I'm confused about it, 
but I like it. Maybe it's the lack of the .8 ounces. Mm. That's the secret. <laughs> Less beer in the can makes you like it. What is it? absence makes the heart grow fonder? Correct. There you go. So absence of those 20 liters, milliliters, uh, makes the, the taste buds grow fonder. I like it. It's not as good as this, just the traditional white ale. Um, I don't know. I give it, it's two-thirds of a glacier. It almost makes it to America. <laughs> Two thirds of glacier. I like it. I like it better now with the weather that we're we're having. It's a beautiful day in Nashville. Yeah. It's sunny. It's uh, warmer than it is. You know, the other beer for me was a winter beer. Um, maybe not across the whole table, but for this beer, it's definitely a summer beer. So if we were to taste test these six mi- uh, six months <clears throat> apart, I said six miles initially, six months apart, I think that we may have different right opinions of yeah. it. I think they're both good beers. I agree. I found, quick side note before we end, I found online to where I can't tell if this is just the city site or no, it's the beer site. You found online where you can't tell. So I couldn't tell if it was the brewery or the city putting this on, but it's it's, it's unstockbeer.com and it's a link. So they have cameras set up, so you can, they got a live feed on YouTube. You can go and look at the brewery and see what it's like there. Well, that's kind of cool. I don't know why that's important anymore. It, I mean, life. it's really like, kind of okay. boring. It's really kind of boring because you're literally just looking at a landscape, a couple of buildings, but you gotta kind of see the snow-covered mountains in the background. And I can't imagine a live video feed of anything going on in Iceland is going to be like, oh, I didn't expect that. Except for what, what was isn't that the Vakajak Vakajak? Oh, you're shit. with yourself, Mike. The the volcano that ha- uh, it blew about what eight years ago. I Vakajak just anyway. <laughs> I'm going to sound like I'm having a stroke trying to pronounce it. I like the one with the weatherman saying, I think it's Iceland, saying the name of the town, and it's like 86 letters long. Ah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. But tell me you couldn't see yourself sitting somewhere here drinking a beer looking at that landscape. Yeah, see, okay, so that's nice. You just see how many hour plane ride. Oh, man. No, it wouldn't be that bad. Probably just a couple hours past New York. You think so? Yeah. Okay, so that's kind of that's so for it ain't, it ain't gonna be putting edge. You're probably because you're probably gonna be looking at eight to ten hour flight. Nah, I'd say well maybe I don't know. What is it from here to New York? It's what like whoa, damn Ben. Trying to knock over the table. Uh, from here to New York, it's what four hours? I'm gonna guess it's about twelve hours to get there. And you're talking specifically not just Iceland. From, like you're saying, 60, but, you're, but you're also saying from New York. That's a little different than from here. No, I didn't say from New York. I said from here to New York. It's about, what, like four hours at most? I don't know. No, much quicker than that. Okay. Uh, I was gonna, less than two, I'd say. I was going to add maybe two hours, three hours to that. Mm-hmm. You gotta re- So, you know, if you want to fly to England, you don't go straight across. Right. You actually go up. Yeah, right. As I remember, right. my flight to England took like twelve hours. Right. So if you cut That's probably that from Raleigh. Okay. So cut that in half. So because Iceland for, is closer. From New York than to that. Iceland is eight hours and thirty-five minutes. I was entirely incorrect. Well, that says one plus stop. So uh-huh. you could be damn right. How far is Iceland from New York by plane? Five hours and forty-four yeah, minutes. That's my guess. Okay. So nonstop. Five, five hours, hours forty-four minutes. And from here, it's what about three? To New York? No. Less than that, too. Yes. So, only eight hours to get to Iceland? I'm Seven in, hours? Man. Sign me up. All right. We are going... Oh, we're going to have to do that. We're going to have an it. episode where we record, record from Iceland or some shit. I mean, or at least make it to New York when you can actually go into a bar again. I don't know. we got to come up with something. I'm tired of being stuck at home. Yeah, it sounds quick. Let's do it. 
I'm in. We get to tour a bunch of waterfalls and record a bunch Probably of... Probably be really cheap together right now. It'd be funny if we just stopped the <laughs> podcast and then carried the computer and I'm like, so we've traveled eight and a half hours. I know it only seems like three seconds to you, but we're actually here at the Einstock Brewery. We've got a surprise for you. We'll be back in a minute. Boom. We're now here. We're in, we're in Iceland. Oh, that's good. Harold and Kumar go to Iceland. <laughs> um... That's good. I like the beer. It's a good beer. It's worth trying. If you guys find it, look for the Viking with the shades. Yeah, it's I mean, good. If it's you're a, a fan of Wheat Ales and you're a fan of that kind of fruit flavored beers, you're going to love it. Yeah, it's fatiguing for summer, to be honest with you. But it's it's what I expect from, from what they've produced. And it's good. Good deal. Yeah. Right on. Well, until next time. And Jen. Three glasses were just broken in the making of this. Yeah.